0: good afternoon monday's wealth creation show jim we are discussing the eight steps to smart retirement planning today this is a good one and i I, when we spoke about this uh, previously it's something that i've thought a lot about recently especially doing the show um and i know that it's in a lot of people the forefront a lot of people's minds who are investing and and Mm -hmm. purpose of doing that is thinking ahead and planning for their retirement Um, so this is a really good topic and we're going to cover the eight steps that um we think are smart retirement planning. Now, Jim, I know that obviously pensions and planning for the future is a big part of what fueled how you started out <laughs> uh, and, and, and thinking about your family and
1: things. You... I'll tell you what, though, uh, when I was late in my 20s, I went, who gives a shit? <laughs> you didn't <laughs> really uh, think about it at that age. I, and now, now it's a completely different proposition, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, oh, my yeah. God, it's like time is running out and I've not got enough money. <laughs> <laughs>
0: See, I know and people might think, oh, you're still young. But for me, it's like, well, I'm 37 this year and I'm thinking, God, I need to really like have a plan of action. Um, although it's yeah, always been yeah. in the back of my mind, you always think I've got plenty of time. But um,
1: that's not always the case. So you, you that's what we're here to discuss today. You don't have plenty of time at all, to be honest. Um, time, is, time is the only thing on your side at this point in time. And the quicker you do this, the more you'll compound your wealth. Yeah, um, yeah, that's the most important thing. If uh, you don't do something, yeah uh, I mean, the people, the, the, uh, I'll, I'll be honest, you, this is how you probably say it the youngins have got youngins. time on their side. And I tell yeah. you what, this is why I, I, I spoke down in London the other day. And I actually stood up in front of the audience and I, I didn't give them a wee intro. And I said, you know, how is it that uh, uh, somebody's a janitor, um you know, normal wage, uh, working for an employer, working for the local authority, can retire on a pension and ultimately be a multi millionaire or, or a millionaire at least. Um, mm-hmm. and yet, how is it that somebody works for their life and tries to invest as much as possible and maybe makes a hundred thousand to two hundred thousand a year? It uh, retires and they're stony broke, yeah. And literally, this is what we're going to talk about the, the wealth secrets in order to uh, acquire these habits, in order to actually be able to. For anybody from any, and I I defy anybody to tell me anything different from anybody from any background, even if you're homeless and unemployed at this point in time, I could I defy you to tell me that you will not be successful in years to come if you didn't apply what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, you know, if you didn't apply what we're going to what we're going to talk about today, then you'll not be wealthy. If you do apply exactly what we're talking about, then you will be wealthy in years to come when you ultimately retire. It's a foregone conclusion. It is literally, building wealth is like making a cake and baking a cake. You put the egg in, you put the flour in, you put the milk in, you you stir it all and you spend all this time and doing it on all these certain proportions and that and you get the finished product exactly how it's expected. What we do as people in our society, just as general population, is the problem is life gets in the road. Yeah. And then we go, I tell you what, I'll just leave the egg out. I'll just leave that in case you think you're on a cookery show, by the way. you know, <laughs> We're on a wealth creation show for the people on TikTok. They're all joining. And it's like, what's this all about? We're not cooking, are we? It's no, we're talking about how to create wealth. And we're talking yeah. about an analogy. And as people actually say, I tell you what, I don't want to do that bit. I don't want to do this bit. I maybe just want to do a wee bit of this bit. And then they wonder why. How come I'm not a millionaire when I retire? Because you said it. And it's like, yeah. guess what? You never did everything I told you to do you left the egg out, you left the milk out, you decided to put some less of the flour in and and you got a different cake, that's why.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's never too early to start uh, planning for retirement and it's because it tends to kind of creep up and hit everybody suddenly. Um, and there is plenty to think about when you're thinking about doing your your plan for retirement. and. Um, there's a lot to actually do and implement to get you to that place. And and when you reach retirement, be in a comfortable place and able to live. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, like you say, Jim, but if you approach it maybe logically and and quite methodically, it's actually not that hard to plan um, and then obviously put that into action. So that's what today we're going to cover our eight steps, and that is the smart retirement planning steps. So I think firstly we'll talk about, I mean, what will you actually do when you retire? Can people... You need to think about what you actually want to do, um, and I think retirement for everybody is um, maybe a bit about trying new experiences, or maybe like people want to travel, or do you know people want to take up certain hobbies and things. But this could all cost maybe a considerable amount of money to do that, to go places, to do things, to take up new hobbies, um, even doing like community activities and even volunteering and things as well, um, or spending more time with your family, which is an important thing. But there's always a financial side and cost to all of these as well so that's what yeah, you need to yeah. really think about what is it i actually want to do when i retire and um, and then have that in your mind as your motivation to um building wealth to allow you to retire and do that mm-hmm. yeah absolutely
1: yeah. i would say yeah. so yeah um yeah i think well, and i think as retires. well but, sorry but what well, I, well, I do when i retire <laughs> <laughs> Again, <laughs> literally that's what I'm doing now. Yeah. It's, it's a standard joke. My my father did this as well. It's like it's a standard joke. Let's have a retirement party, and everybody go. Oh, this is is this not the third one? It's uh, <laughs> yeah. effectively that's what it is because you never truly retire. You just get the choices because you've got the money now to choose to do what you want to do when you want to do it. And mm-hmm. because um, the world's now your oyster, it's that that's that's the key here you can choose to do what you want to do. Uh, you know if you want to go on holiday, I mean, I was sitting thinking, you know, Perry's watching the Nounch, we're going, oh, no, no, another holiday. <laughs> I was looking at the weekend, and I was like, Earth, Wind & Fire's playing at the Venetian in Las Vegas. And I'm like, and it's in October. And I said to Elaine, why do we not just go? You know, and Elaine went, funny enough, we've not got anything on in October. <laughs> and, and literally, well, we're on, and I was look, I was looking at flights and that, I go, do you think we should just do upper class? <laughs> And it's like yeah. that's the sort of thing. That's the sort of thing you can't. Look, at Perry's going. Oh no! <laughs> I'm Laughing at Perry's comment. Literally. <laughs> and, and it's like, well, wait a minute. I'm, I'm trying to time it. I'm thinking, how going? How come? I, how am I going to fit in my work? So we're going yeah. we're going to go for ten days to Las Vegas in October. I'm not saying we're going, by the way, Perry, so, so don't, don't worry. Um, but we can go for 10 days, and then we're back a wee while, and then we will all way out to Miami and then off to Necker Island for two weeks. Um, so, so is that going to really fit in October, November? Um, but that's literally what we're going to talk about, and this is what you want. It's what do you want to do when you retire? Where yeah. do you want to be? Where do you want to go? Now, you know, famously, the type of things I do, for example, in Spain, when I'm out in Spain, it's like, OK, let's get let's get some sort of um, funding together. We'll do some funding. Yeah. And we'll get some of these cats sorted out on the streets that are all, you know, falling over the place and they're all ill-treated and none of them are neutered or spayed or anything. Yeah. So let's get some of this sorted out. And, and I'm funding that, Yeah. you know, to do that. And that's somewhere else, which is completely different to here. And then when I'm out in the Caribbean, when I was at um, at, uh, Sandals Resort. Yeah, yeah. when I was at Jamaica, I I, I managed to convince Sandals Resort to actually follow in line with me and do a March funding for doing a catch and releasing new term spay for their cats as well because they were poorly looked after in conjunction with a local vet. Um, And that's another thing we've done. Now, you can't do that with fresh air. It makes money. So this is why you have to think about what you really want to do. Now, for me personally, it's that. Climbing mountains is a big passion of mine as well. You know, there's no surprise. I want to go back to Kilimanjaro next year. So there's another thing I want to do. So it all takes money. Newsflash, money is not the root of all evil. (laughs) it's how
0: how it's used, yeah.
1: It's it's the love of money. It's the root of all evil. Money is just a tool to help others and and to be to enjoy the rest of you know your life and to enjoy it comfortably and help yeah. others in that respect as well a big thing for me was charity you know mm-hmm. giving back to the community giving back to charity and i always wanted to be in a position where somebody would say we really need this it's for somebody it could be life-saving surgery and it could contribute towards that and i'd go no bother i'll hit that button and i'll contribute yeah. the rest towards their that event Look at the landlord situation with the with the funding that we're doing for um for the for the taking the, the um criminal uh, taking the Scottish government to court with a landlord. Yes. So look at the funding. I'm probably one of the very few who've actually put five thousand pounds into that. I think the highest after that is five hundred quid. Yeah. But but
0: Which is which is surprising to... really when you think about what they're
1: No, it's not. It's not. Because there's only two hundred and thirty five thousand landlords in Scotland with one yep. property. Why should they care about putting money into that? They just <clears throat> need to sell the property tomorrow, and that's that's not their bother anymore. Yeah, that's why that's why that's not getting enough. Um, for that reason, but that's a different story. We're digressing. But yeah. these are all the things that you could never do unless you had money to do it. And this is why we're talking about retirement and planning for your retirement and for young people out there, for people in their eight. For people that are born from birth as well, the yeah. your parents, if your parents have young children, you better get a pension out for them now. And you'll sit and say to yourself, What? Oh, Too early. A headless. pension for my, my, my being? it's just born. Yeah. If you knew the compounding effect of what the eighth wonder of the world, which was this compound interest and in compounding, the eighth wonder of the world, Warren Buffett, the Oracle of Omaha says, um, and it truly is. Because if you start really early, that wealth will compound to to millions later yeah. on. There's it's
0: amazing power. how that compounds up. I, when you first explained it to myself, Jim, I don't have kids, but if I had kids, that would be something I would definitely be doing. See you can take you one out for the dog.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dexter, see if you can get one for Dexter. <laughs> A savings plan. <laughs>
0: If I thought I'd be allowed to, I'd probably do it, yeah. But yeah, no, the way that compounds up if you've got kids is just, it's, it's astonishing.
1: I mean, I didn't realise that. But give me, let's, let's give a quick example for people that don't understand yeah. what we're talking about. So £2,880 in every single year for a child from birth for the first 50 years. Now, £2,880 in 40 years' time is going to be like buying a Mars bar. But that's to give you an example in terms of purchasing power. So you ought, that's all you're putting in. You could put in a lot less. I always put in a, I put in a lot less in the very beginning because I didn't have much, but I started early with the children. Um, and then what I did was, if you put in the 2,880, the government will top it up to 3,600 automatically with the tax relief, even though they're not working from birth. So you're getting, you're putting in 144,000 over 50 years. That's all you're putting in, 144,000 over 50 years. Remember, it's 50 years. That's not really that much when you think about it in the context of things. So you're putting that amount in, and they're topping it up by the by the, 3,000, the 3,600, which actually puts up to about 165 grand. So you're getting money for nothing, basically, for putting 144,000 yeah. in. So you're immediately getting that uplift in what they're putting in, in the tax relief, and um, what you're getting back from the government. So you're immediately making money on the money when you put it in. And then, if it grows 2%, not 144,000 after 50 years, if it grows 2%, it'll be worth 400,000. If it grows 5% every year, it'll be worth 900,000. If it grows 10% every year, it'll be worth 4.6 million. Crazy. Holy shit. No. 144,000, 4.6 million at 10% every year. And I'll have the naysayers out there going, but it never grows 10% every year. Who cares? If it grew 5% every year, it'd be worth 900,000. Yeah. And the stock market, the stock market grows 4.4% every year. For the last 20 years, I've actually engaged it. It's 4.4% 4, 4. in my fund that I've got in my standard life right now, in my pension fund. So every single year, it goes 4.4%. So if I'm putting that amount in for my children, it's going to be worth 900000 when they are retire. They'll effectively be a millionaire when they retire. Now, it's not going to be worth as much what it is today. But my point is, what do you think the government's going to do for you? No, yeah. Honestly, I have to be really determined and 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 a motive about this whole thing. That's why I keep using these expressions. The government's gonna do nothing for you. They want you to work till you die. Your objective yeah. is to get yourself sorted now so you don't have so you have that choice and not work until you die. When you retire, if, if anybody's 20 and 30, then now, when you retire. There is going to be no pension, or literally, the pension will be eighty years old when you'll get it, because they'll move the they'll move the goalpost every single time. The government is stony broke; they can't fund anything. Everything's underfunded: housing, NHS, police services, councils. The whole lot's underfunded. There is no money. There's no magic money tree. It's not going to come from anywhere. So, in order to be wealthy, just follow what John Paul Getty once said: observe the masses. And do the exact opposite. And do differently, yeah. Yeah, do the exact opposite. Because that's how you set yourself away from everybody else. This is what people don't realise, the ticking time bomb. But my company pension's going to save me, everybody says. It's like, hold it. You you know this. You've heard this before, Richard. And that's why you yeah. go, no, it's no. <laughs> no. Your company pension won't save you. Because your company pension is going to be the same as everybody else's company pension. And what do you think that's going to do with inflation? It's going to go up and up and up. What do you think's happening right now? Inflation's eating in everybody's money because everybody's got an abundance of money right now. Yeah. So inflation's eating into that right now and everybody's standard living is quietly dropping while all the, the equilibrium's coming back. And the people that have done something more than that, the people like me, and possibly you as well, Richard, Yeah. have actually broken out that equation. We're not in that 95% group anymore. By automatic automatic assumption of doing what we're doing, just separating ourselves yeah. into the 5% group. And the 5% group isn't about being super wealthy at this point in time. It's having that mindset to become that person that you are aiming to be. Yeah. That's why you're in the 5% group. That's why people say that. 4% of these people are super wealthy. And, well, yeah. they're actually financially independent. 1% are super wealthy. And I don't see a rich because rich is money. Wealth is assets. Assets, yeah, and like yeah, expect... not taxable. Money is taxable, yeah.
0: And you mentioned there, Jim, about standard eleven and things, and we talk about obviously what people want to do when they retire, and whether it's obviously hobbies and and travelling and all these different things. But some people may just want to retire and put their feet up. But you're obviously likely still wanting to keep that standard eleven that you've got at the moment and yeah, still be able yeah. to spend and buy things and maybe have a wee bit more everyday luxuries or generally you know, maybe eat out a bit more or enjoy your, just enjoy your retirement and live comfortably. Yeah, um, yeah. And in order to do that, you
1: need to have the money. Um, the and estimates, also, Standard <laughs> life estimates that in order to have a night out every month, eat out, maybe have a couple of holidays a year, you will have to retire on an income of 38,000 pounds right now a year in order to have a, a, a 38 thirty eight pound income every single year uh, then you have to have a fund because i think essentially if you're if it's if it's if it's maybe 20 years if you're going to retire at 60 you're going to last about 20 25 years so 25 years uh, times thirty eight thousand, your your fund is going to have to be uh, a close on a million you're going to have to have a million at least in a pension by the time you retire, if you're wanting to live on thirty eight thousand for the next twenty five years, now yeah. I know now, for a fact that uh, the average income uh, or average pension is round about the thirty to fifty thousand pounds. People have got in their fund when they retire at this point in time. Mm-hmm. You've had it. Yeah. Ian and I was looking at Universal Credit this morning. To live on Universal Credit, it's literally for a guy. It's like me, just on Universal Credit, ninety five quid a week. What? That's. God, that's nothing. I've, I've lost that right now. Yeah. And just in the time I just said 95 quid, then you go. I've, I've, I've Well, I've made it again. In <laughs> the time I've said 95 quid, <laughs> I've made another 95 quid. <laughs> but that's because I'm yeah, but... accumulating wealth for me and they're building over time and I'm earning money out of them as well at the same time. This is grow rich while you sleep. This is yeah. what I. I, I prescribed it where the systems are all set up so you don't have an involvement it's not based on your ability to form and that's what will set you free whatever level you want will set you free you just have to choose what level and put the hard work in for it it doesn't come for nothing you don't it doesn't magically appear you've got to actually work it and put effort in for it
0: yeah you need to work it and put the effort in in order to like you say maintain that standard of living when you get to retirement and we're going to talk just shortly about actually when you will retire and how long retirement actually is for people now because it's a lot longer but there is also things you need to think about at, at the point of retirement and that's maybe like think about what you're going to do with your home I mean are you going to spend money maybe upgrading your home so you could live comfortably in there are you going to downsize um, so that things are maybe cheaper for you to run are you going to you going to move closer to family do you know what I mean for obviously like be closer for people when you're obviously in your later years there are things you need to think about as well um, and even if your plans maybe change Uh, simply thinking about what you'll do and how you'll be able to do it um, is really time well spent and you really need to think about that and uh, the age you're going to retire is something that you need to factor in as well Um, if you want to retire early, which I'm sure everybody does um, or you may be lucky enough that you'll have many years when you'll actually be retired and be able to actively travel and be able to spend your time in retirement then that's something you need to think about as well So the next one for me is when you actually will retire Um, because that's obviously retirement age and things is
1: changing. Uh, Yeah, it's quite frightening. Okay, so this is my view of retirement. When I was taught when I was younger, when I first met my mentors about 35 years ago, Uh they used to ask me, you know, when will you retire, Jim? And I went, well, what's the pension age? Is it 65? Yeah. Okay, so it'll probably be 65. And he went, oh, right, Okay. So why would you not retire earlier? I went, oh, I never really thought about it. Says, so what what's stopping you for retiring? Mm, it's the money. That's it. It's not age that determines when you retire, it's the money. Mm-hmm. You can retire and do when retirement to me is not about sitting on the porch watching your dog die and watching the world go by and in, in your, your rocking rotten chair. It's literally about doing what you want to do when you want to do it. Again, I had a discussion you this morning, and you know, he was saying Alison works as a teacher, and she can't kind of, she can't comprehend what she'll do when she actually retires. <laughs> and it's like, what will I do? Because oh, because they're so it's so regimental what they've had to do all these years, and that's that's what it's like for a lot of people when they're when they're looking to retire. It's like, what will I do? I'll just keep working. Do you really want to lie in your deathbed and think I wish I'd spent more time at work? Now, for me, essentially the answer to that is probably yes. So it depends what you do. A lot of people, there's people that really love their job and enjoy yeah. what they do. This is this is work, right? This is work to me. But it's yeah. not work in the context that anybody else would think it's work. I love doing this. Imagine getting up every single day and punching the air and thinking, yippee, giving yourself a high five. And I think, this is great. I've got a pulse. I've got a pulse. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a pulse, everybody. I'm alive. That's as content as it gets for me. Everything else is a bonus after that. Um, And if you're still here and you've got the time and you've got the money, it's great. You know, literally, it's a fantastic feeling to have. But you'll never get that feeling unless you do something about it now. um, Because the feeling that you're going to get when you retire eventually, for most people, is I can't do what I really wanted to do when I was younger because not, I'm, now, you're not, you're not, I'm now not capable of it because your body doesn't allow work. you to do it, yeah. The image that I was told, I remember they used to say to me, one of the guys used to stand up and say, Jim, one day, um, he, he talked about his vision about retirement, and he says, I, 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 I imagine myself running along the beach after my wife, you know, in, in an exotic location. He says, and, and, and when I catch her, it's like, wow. And it's like, but he said, I would never want to get to the stage where I could imagine myself trying to run along the beach with my zimmer frame. And when yeah. I when I eventually catch her, I'll know pen kind of what to do. <laughs> 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 because I'm that old. It's <laughs> just like, hello, i just still working in the Come <laughs> i in, in number five. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but it's true, you're though. System, um, you're still
0: alive. <laughs> yeah, that's a true thought. And that kind of, to, to think of it like that, then the age of retirement really comes into, into question then.
1: Most um, people die within 18 months of retirement. Yeah. That was the statistic at the time when I was actually, when, when I was getting taught. It's like most people die within 18 months of retirement. It's like that is frightening to think that you've done all that effort, put all that time in, and literally you're going to, you've got 18 months to enjoy it. And that's when some people say, well, I'm just going to go for it now and spend. It's like, oh, what happens if you last longer? Yeah. (laughs) And you've no money left.
0: Which. Obviously, in today's uh, day and age, people are living longer. Retirement age is like the the, t- the term that you're retired for is much longer. Yeah, I mean, in terms of retirement age, for a lot of people, the age of retirement might be uh, a personal choice if they're lucky enough to do that. Some can't wait to retire. There's others who maybe hope to never retire, like yourself, Jim. You love what you do. You uh, maybe. Do you
1: know what I mean to actually retire and switch off completely? Um, of In the context of things, Richard. In the context of things, Richard, I know exactly what you mean, but let me just tell you when I retired, according to everybody else's version of retirement,
0: yeah,
1: it was 38 years old where I stood with a group of people round about me, the ESA Martintosh, while the managing director, Willie McCall, wished me luck on my journey. And as I said to him, I responded back to everybody and says, I've got mixed emotions, joy, and happiness. Yeah. Literally. That was the day I was set free forever. Because of the 10 years, probably more than that, about having to think about it beforehand, before I got started. I wish I'd just got started and gone with it. It would have been a lot quicker. But that's the good thing about the blueprint now, that everybody knows, it's just like, this is what you should do, you can get it a lot quicker rather than have to do what I do, which took a lot longer. Uh, the 10 years that I put in the time and effort and literally burnt the candle at both ends in the middle. But I tell you what, I got temporal ambitious to be permanently lazy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's all you need to do. Yeah. Just yeah. get out there and do it, build something a side hustle is great a lot of people actually think oh i've got to leave and do something separately no do a side hustle side hustle property investment was perfect for me i just kept on the side i just kept doing on the side till it got to a point where it's like holy shit, that's earning six times more than i'm at a financial controller and i'm spending all my time and yet that's one and a half days a week this is a no-brainer it's time to leave work
0: yeah and actually
1: go and do what i need to do
0: there are a lot of people that are kind of in between the completely retiring and the working thing. And they sometimes look to do maybe like part-time working things, and it's usually people self-employed. Now, technically Jim, mean, you are self-employed because it's your, you run your own business and you choose um, what you work. I mean, obviously, I know you do work full-time, but people do choose to just kind of work part-time for a, and, and, and end up easing themselves into that situation um, of retirement because like you say, some people
1: think, I'm going to retire. What am I going to do? <laughs> difficult. The transition yeah. is extremely difficult. Yeah. Where are you now in your financial situation? Now you've got a clearer picture of what your retirement looks like. The next steps to work out what you currently have, um, yep. what you might have to be available once you actually retire. Uh, collate all these other investments and savings that you all think about the individual savings accounts that you've got. The factors like uh, you can factor in things like inheritances, inheritances you may receive. I mean, yep. do you know when they did a survey that actually said to to they picked a whole survey and they did about a 1,000 people and they said, what was it? How do you think you'll become wealthy? And most people actually said, win "The oh, I'm hoping to win the lottery. That, well, you've got one in 15 million yeah. in being, becoming wealthy. Okay, so what's the next best thing to become wealthy? Oh, well, I can, I can inherit it. All right, okay. So who do you want to die? I know. And the next one was, I might actually run my own business. And and for me personally, I'd say you should get off your arse and just go and do do that as number one. Do that, do that. Yeah. You no, know, no. I'm not. I'm not advocating people to hate their job. I loved my job. I would still be in manufacturing today. But I worked at my hourly rate in manufacturing, and then I worked out about what I was making in proper investment. And if I have only got 160 hours in the week, I know where I'm going to spend them. Yeah. I'm not going to spend it doing somebody else's job and getting that. But it was a great stepping stone to allow me to survive. And that's what provided for my living and my side hustle provided for my lifestyle. Yeah, And that's where you understand over a period of time. But you only get that by learning from other people far more successful than you and actually understanding and learning their stories about how they did it. I'm still learning every single day. There'll never be a day that I won't learn from someone else. Whether it's what I shouldn't do, or what I should do, yeah. is, is another story. And so you you may already have that workplace, or already have a workplace, or a private pension, so uh, or a private pension. But if, if, you need to know how much you're currently worth, and how much money you've got invested as well, as well as there might be, you know what you need to have when you retire. Do you have that house that you can downsize too? Do you have that house that you can sell off? I mean, we're in a house that's probably about four hundred and fifty grand. Hundred thirty grand mortgage on it. We've got a huge amount of equity in it. We've got a next house we're moving to anyway, and I'm renting. There's no way I'm buying another house. I'm renting. I'm going to release all that money, and I'm going to have a great time. I've got no intention of leaving anything for anybody because the kids have got enough as it is. Because I've yeah. built that for their wealth over the period of time. So I'm going to have a great time, but I'm going to leave a legacy for them and you know generational wealth. But that's another thing for me. So your own home might be worth a huge amount of money, but. Don't leave it too late. Release that yeah. money as quick as possible. Um, buy Property Journal properties, the other investment I invest in. There's stocks and shares, uh, things like gold. Apparently, gold's no traceable. <laughs> Somebody said the other day. That's why we buy gold. There's no traceable. You cash it, in, nobody knows where the money's come from. Really? I was just going <laughs> to see that. <laughs> But it's no that. That's no something I do because everything's traceable for me. I'm quite. I'm quite of a board. We've been an accountant previously. Um, I was always the one that was taught. The first two lessons I was taught when I walked in the door is uh, is you'll 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 never get away from death and taxes. <laughs> That's it, really. And and the next one was um, oh, actually, ignorance of the law is no excuse when it comes to taxation. Yeah. So you can't say I didn't know because didn't the law. We accept that, and and never f within with the with the customs and excise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you know what that f word means. Never f with the customs and excise because the customs and excise have got higher powers, and more powers than the police. And they yeah, will
0: literally
1: yeah. throw you and go into Anima Bay and you'll never be seen again. <laughs> That's literally what they could do. So never mess with the customs and excise. That's the Vatman, by the way, if anybody knows that. Um, and imports exports uh, duty. Um, so what so think about that. What you're going to invest in, what where is you going to get it? Be wary of your over-independence in some asset class. I mean, I've got it all in property, but the reality is I've got a huge amount of equity. So overdependence, who cares? I just start selling some off. If I do a fire sale, at least I'm left with a million, two million, or whatever it is. Um, so that'll do me nicely. Um, so yeah. I'm okay with that, I'm fine with that now. Whenever you plan to invest, remember to take inflation into account when assessing the current asset and the future of assets and all the rest of it. Remember, you could be retired for a very long time and you don't want to run out of money. That's what a lot of people's fears are. Yeah. Now, I'll be honest. If you geared yourself up properly and you've got no debt and you've got quite a good lifestyle. You can enjoy that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And if you can afford to live on 9,200 quid, which is the state pension, and there's two of you for 18,000 pounds cash in your hand every year for two state pensions, that's all right. If you've got yeah. everything paid for you. So why should you bother about running out of money if you've got a guaranteed state pension? That's my thoughts on it. Because yeah. I know a lot of people actually hoard it. mum and dad's worse for it. Oh, it'll all go to you. It's like, I'm not caring. I don't need it now. You're yeah. too late. It's like, you should have spent it and enjoyed yourself at the time. But unfortunately, they're not no a person to do that. This yeah. is important as well. Richard, what about what should we do? Should we be talking? I to- just,
0: well, I was just going to say, you're talking about obviously your parents and, and they've obviously put a lot aside and things. So it's maybe probably a good idea when you're thinking about retiring and that is, is talk to a professional and, and formulate an actual plan. Um, do you know once you've established what your retirement is going to look like and, and where you want to be and what you want to be doing, look at your current finances and your situation and get a professional to help you formulate a, a plan. Um, and that's always a great idea because then you know what you're working towards, you know what your capabilities are going to be at that time and, and maybe what your, your spending power is going to be and what how much money you're going to have to last you and for how long. Potentially, I mean, you don't, you're never going to know exactly for how
1: long, because of this. That's why to, to speak to an independent financial advisor, yes. and, and, yeah. and and I would say an IFA is probably essential here. You've also got financial planners as well, yeah. um, which you would speak to, uh, to, to work out exactly what you want to do and where you want to do it. There is really right our tools on things like your current pensions with standard life and that anyway. So that's why I know it's about 38,000 to live this luxurious yeah. lifestyle. But then they forward to us to say, to get 38,000, you're going to have to have your fund with that. And then your age just now, you're going to have to put X amount in at this growth rate in order to get that. Um, and that X amount isn't sustainable for me in the way that works. So I just look on the principle that if that's not sustainable, um, then, then you know I need to do something else that's which is... Which leverages my position a lot better and and gives me a higher return than what it is. I I've told this story before and I'll tell you again. I mm-hmm. remember phoning up Standard Life in the very early years of my investment strategies. What I was doing here, um, basically when we didn't really have two haitenists to up together or two pennies to up together. If anybody knows that, um, what that saying is. Um, so I phoned up Standard Life. Standard Life was on our endowment. It was it was free. It was not connected to property investor investment plan and i said to them what are you returning every year and they said well we're returning about five six percent every year and i said can you return 25 percent every year and they went no and i went we'll cash the policy in now because that was my benchmarks for investment strategy it was literally 25 percent return on capital and i kind of have that benchmark right now and everybody goes holy shit! how do you do that honestly there's people that still go you're joking That's what you aim for every single time. People think that's unrealistic, but I'm of an opinion. It's like, let's aim for the stars. And I tell you what, if I hit the moon on the way down, I've probably got better than what everybody else is. But everybody else is like, if I can just get a 6 or 8% return, it's like, I wouldn't be entertaining that.
0: Yeah. So, yes, I mean, people might think that's quite unattainable, but for you, it, it seems to work, Jim.
1: It's a formula. It's a pattern for success. It's a numbers game every single time. And once you understand that unique relationship between numbers, and 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 all you need to do is make sure you've got people that can manage that situation, and that's you guys. You know, you yeah. you're taught to do that. That's your that's your strategy, and that's what I've taught you to do is manage it so the numbers actually stack up and they come true every single time. There's no there's no magic formula here. It's just like a literally a blueprint strategy, and it's like what McDonald's do is well. There we go. We'll just duplicate, 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 yeah. duplicate, duplicate every single time. That's all I do, duplicate. And if you can do that on mass scale, um, and I have given the go-ahead to buy the 30 properties I'm buying just right now, literally five, 10 minutes before we came on, um, it's it's a pattern for success It works every single time. So my yeah. investment in this strategy is going to be, I think, and this is just me, I'm going to invest £75,000 and in 20 years' time, I will ass- I will amass 1.9 million out of that. That's all right, eh? That's a good return. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: that's all right. Yeah, of course
1: it is. Uh, so, but yeah, that... that... I'm going to go, Holy shit, that's too good to be true if you understand the dynamics and how it works. Listen, if I don't even get anywhere near that, even if I've got a million out of that or even 500,000, I'd be jumping for joy. Yeah. But to actually see that happening in 20 years' time, whoa that's that's a huge return. But then look at what I've done. Then I took twenty three thousand and turned it into five million. Yeah. So I could do it again on a quicker scale, easily. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, people need to think about working out what their investment horizon is going to be and how long they're going to invest for, and how much maybe income they're going to need, or how long they're going to need it for, and and while they're current investments, if they're doing it, cover it, or do they need to obviously expand and grow or duplicate? Yeah, and like yeah. you said, let that compound up. Um, or if people already have a pension, do they need to start increasing their contributions? Um, or would they be comfortable spending less now and saving more for the future um, in order for them to hit their goals earlier? Um, and like you say, Jim, the people to look at and the professionals to seek uh, financial advice for it, for in particular, independent financial advisors, IFAs, IFAs, yeah. um, are the way to go. Um, and they aren't restricted in the advice they can give and some financial advisors also uh, offer the planning uh, financial planning assistance and things as well, which is really important to speak to the professionals. Absolutely. <laughs> does, hey,
1: listen, when you start talking about that, it does sound like a snooze fest, doesn't it? Yeah, I know.
0: But, <laughs> I mean, boring pays well. But,
1: so. Yeah, exactly. Boring does pay well. I was I was reading Atomic Habits um, probably a couple of days ago. I was reading it this morning again, but the, yeah. the second I'm talking about, it was the other day, and, and it was, he was talking about how boring pays well and how yeah. to enjoy the journey more than anything and enjoy the boredom. Because literally, by to let, if it's done right, it's pretty boring. It's pretty monotonous. It's the same thing every single time. But if you can learn to enjoy that journey and understand that this is generating huge amounts of wealth later on, you're fine. You, you're, you'll win every single time. It's, it's the people that settle. Then they get to a certain point in their life and they go, that's enough for me. And then they're out, they're out of it. And then they don't realize in the, last, the next last couple of years, It's when it's a meteoric rise in their wealth, as a result, just by hanging around longer. You know, the the person that becomes successful, and every person in the world has become successful, it's just because they kept doing the same thing, but they hung around a bit longer than the other person. That's all. They hung around a bit longer. They were in there longer in that game. The word, the word they, yeah, they just kept going at it every single time. You mm-hmm. can could, could see that. It, people like Ed Sheeran, people like Jeff Bezos, people like Richard Branson, it's like they, they think there's some magic formula. It's not. They just hung around longer and they just kept doing more things And yeah. um, yeah. to, to do that. And they made more winning. They won more than they lost. Buffett yeah. talks about that all the time. He says, look, we make stupid decisions all the time. And we we'll, we we'll lose money quite a lot, but the object of the exercise is to make more money than you lose. That's yeah, all. Yeah. So you accept the losses. It's just you've got the wins, but you'll never have the wins without the losses because you can't win every single time. It's you have to you have to put it out there and you have to invest and you have to try in different sectors. But that's what that's what we talk about to develop an investment strategy. I mean, once you've assessed all these factors. It's time to develop that investment strategy and work closely aligned with your goals as well. And this can be done with help the financial advisor when you choose one. Yep. But remember, the most important factor is to start investing as soon as you can. Start investing as soon as you can, for goodness sake. It's like i have just given you the keys to, to wealth and, and showing you exactly what you should be doing, how you should be doing it, uh, and to develop that wealth. So invest now and keep investing for the future. We, uh, that, that key.
0: Yeah. Between you and I, uh, the other week we had this kind of pet talk. You had spoke to myself, um, and and it's true what you say. That don't sit on your hands if you've got it. If you've got the ability to do it and the tools right. and, the, and the knowledge to do it, then do it. Don't hang about. Don't pr- procrastinate. And,
1: well, think about it. If, if you did, yeah. If you hadn't bought a property yet, it's like you'd be you'd be losing five hundred quid a month. Yeah. you would effectively losing five hundred quid a month. Hello. If I took five hundred quid out of your pocket every single month, you'd be going, "What are you playing it? <laughs> yeah. But because you don't see it and you don't realise it's the opportunity of making it, and you for you, you just you just forget about it. You don't actually realise that that's what you could generate, and that's the that's the key. So uh, there's other ways to do this. You know, if you're if you're risk adverse, you don't want to invest in property because property is a medium to long term game anyway. Um, you can do ISAs. They're very attractive for investment strategies. Um, yep. But ISAs alongside your pension. But you've got to remember as well, you have a £1,000 personal savings allowance and interest. So you could end up to £1,000 in interest in your personal savings allowance and you won't be taxed on it at all. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got that. So is ISAs really important? Are they absolutely necessary. You can just go for a standard, you know, instant access deposit account if it gives you the same rate of return and you get instant access without having to tie it up in an ISA. Yeah.
0: That's
1: another one as well, eh?
0: Yeah. Yeah. The big
1: advantage advantage of pensions is you can get tax relief on contributions up to sixty-five thousand now. That's a huge difference. And plus the fact there's no limit anymore on what you could actually have your lifetime limit, apparently. You know, that million pounds has disappeared now, and it was to encourage all the doctors to stay. So that Mm -hmm. that's why we've been given all these the all that generous benefits. Yeah,
0: and there's also um what about your capital gains tax and income for capital gains and things as well? I mean, is
1: Listen, that something that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. You're exactly right. Uh, income, car, income tax, capital gains over time. From the age of 55, you will access your money. Um, in, in terms of your pension, anyway, you can take up to 25% of your pension tax-free. Uh, or further withdrawals, you could even have a SIP where you could have yourself self invest <laughs> pension when you've got commercial property and other ventures. Um, you potentially. Um, have capital gains on property, um, but that could be mitigated over the years with proper tax planning. Uh, actually, John actually says something quite quite important here. When do you cash in your investments, and when have you accumulated enough? That's a difficult one. It's it's when you're it's when you think you're. I mean, for me, I think um, I would be happy with anything. The money was never important to me. It was never, it was the the, the money and the, the wealth is a benchmark of where you are and it's just a key indicator. Um, the reality is the majority of the wealth will go to someone else anyway and it will be my family. It's like, and, and it will be, I I am currently the caretaker, if that makes sense. I'm just the caretaker of these assets. These assets will pass on to my gen- my kids and generational wealth later on. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm getting a luxury of getting income out of the now um, and as 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 I want, but but with the ones I'm buying now, the thirty, it's like I have got a plan. I have got no plans to take any income out of that for the next twenty years. That because I I don't see any need to have any more money. Yeah. It, it's just to make sure I've got enough wealth to pass on. And then there's other plans as well. It's like, do I set up a foundation? Because it's something I was all. You know, I give. Yeah. Probably over a hundred thousand over the last five years to community charities and events and stuff like that. So, you know, I've given that to them and we've all given that as part of five properties as well. So you've taken part in that as well. And, but, but then, you know, how much is enough? Uh, Well, I think there's there's only enough you can make. It will allow you to live comfortably and the rest is just for show. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a show person. But I do believe if you can generate that income because you have knowledge and expertise in that field, then my answer to you, John, is you go out and make it and give it to the people that need it the most. That's probably that's probably the best advice I can give anybody. And I got that advice from, actually, from um, Line Rock, you know, like Born right. Free Foundation. Mm-hmm. When Tony asked them, my daughter... I want to work with you volunteer for the rest of my life and work with the lions, the tigers and the sanctuaries and that, they, read, they said to Tony, look, you're gonna be an accountant. We would rather you actually went to become an accountant and earned money and then gave us that money if you want to do something to help us. Because we can get volunteers anytime we want, but what we can't get is money, which is needed to, to do that. So we'd rather you went and became a qualified accountant earned that money and gave us some of that money. To assisted help assisted in that way, yeah. Alan Workingworth. So yeah. that's what was the most important thing. So if, if, you, if you if you think you're tapped out and you're happy doing what you're doing, but you know you could earn more money by simple steps of doing something else, then go out and earn the money and give it to people that need it.
0: Yeah, and that, that kind of marries in nicely with... Uh, Step six, which is implementing a plan, and that and that's all part of somebody's plan. Like part of your plan is obviously what you're doing just now, and then working towards, like you say, potentially maybe your foundation and things. And and Tony's plan, like you say, was to she did want to volunteer, but then maybe it's shifted now, and she's maybe going to end up just putting money into that cause because it's something that's relevant to her, and that's all part of her plan.
1: We all do. We play. The, we play the animal sanctuary a lot, of um, and every time I win on the Animal Sanctuary they go, yeah, I've won! It's like, just give it back to the... just give it back. To <laughs> it's like, I love winning but I, I, I don't need the money so I just say, just put it back to Jacob Rinch just spend yeah. it on the animals, that's it no interest in it, I just want to play it to, just to give back so I think that's the, that's the most important thing it's probably the biggest thing ever anybody will ever get is the opportunity to give back um, yeah. and, and it makes you feel a lot better about what you do and it gives you the choices actually classic example about you know, me being a mentor for a young person. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's, a, that's a voluntarily thing for me with MCR Pathways. Um, me being a, a wish granter or a wish visitor for Make-A-Wish Foundation. Um, so yeah. getting involved with them as well, but putting my own time and my own efforts. They tell you, to, you know, but claim your expenses for your travel and everything like that. It's like, I'm not claiming my expenses. Yeah. It's like, keep the money. <laughs> and I did say to them, look, if I claimed it and then gave it back to you and I gave you the tax relief on it, would you be better off me doing that? Because I was I to to more money with the money I was claiming. <laughs> <laughs> it was just the way I thought, hey, I could claim the money and then I could just give it back to you and get the tax added on from the government. So therefore you get more money back. Um, but the, the says no no, we'd rather just and I said, forget it then. I'm not going to claim anything. I'll just I'll just you can have the money. That's the key here. Yeah. So that allows you to do what you want to do. So develop investment strategies. Make sure you've got the allowances. Make sure your self-invest pets are quite important and tax efficient for you as well. Um, unlike traditional pensions, self-invest pets, which are generally offered a limited number of investment opportunities, uh, options with SIPs. Uh, you choose what to invest in and when. Um, choices include equities, bonds, funds, investment trusts, and even property. Um, for both ISAs and pensions, actually, you have a choice of investing in income for growth, an income or for growth for both. Um each has his own merits, but if you choose income, then your income from the pensions will automatically be reinvested if you want. Um yeah. and, and we'll look at more on this, you know, probably later on. Um but key to remember here is we are not advisors. Yeah. Okay. I am not a financial qualified planner, all the rest of it. This is based on my personal experience, that's all. So it's just an opinion. And remember, opinions, you can take it or leave it. You don't need to. It's not gospel. So don't come back to me and say, Jim said. It's like, yeah, people can't come back. And it's like, okay, but Jim said, but you never actually explained your full circumstances. And that's often when I get these, these questions on the landlord and investor groups. And then I say to people, you should really go to a financial advisor and actually sit down in front of them because while on the face of it, it seems right for you to do what I'm about to tell you, um, I don't know your full circumstances. So I don't know for planning. an individual,
0: the circumstances might be different. I don't know what
1: you're planning right now. What we're talking.
0: Yeah, and that's the important thing: is always <laughs> seek professional advice from people, and especially like when you get to this point and and implementing your plan and looking at obviously right, it's time to invest, and then speak to maybe an independent financial advisor. They could help you make the right choices. Um, they can make you maybe help match up things that. Maybe will match your risk profile, um, or where you might invest, uh, and maybe who with. For example, um, if you've got an established company with a good reputation and track record, you'll be able to offer investments to a different range of things. Um, for cautions throughout, obviously maybe more adventurous, or maybe yeah. some that are maybe a bit more cautious. Do you know what I mean? I'll will put you in that position where you are able to seek advice for somebody and make the right choices for you individually, as opposed to just listening to something generic. Uh, and it's important to remember that we're drawn on ex- uh, your experiences here, Jim, and things when we're talking about um, your, your journey. It might not always be the same for everybody else. Mm-hmm. And Mark, then Mark,
1: Mark makes quite uh, good points here. Uh, yep. Mark, the driver says, uh, People are brainwashed. Mark actually started with property investment uh, when the yep. credit crunch came. Mark was in like, like a wrap, a drain pipe. <laughs> it's like, I'll buy that, <laughs> I'll buy this, I'll buy that, I'll buy this. It's like brilliant investment strategy. Exactly what I could have done, but I wouldn't have done because it was a conflict of interest because we were selling the property. Yep. So we weren't allowed to do that. So he, he took the opportunity and and and, and ran with Perfect. Um, so he talks about brainwashing. People were brainwashed with figures. Many showboating their items, uh, items are the reason for, for people things. He also goes on to say um, people actually need to say they can start with nothing and achieve what they really want. This is a classic example, Mark, actually. This is a good one. Uh, I remember um, when people are asked, when they won the pools, I was, remember it was always, when you win the pools, what will you get? Now, the pools were about horse racing or, or was it? No, it was the football fixtures. So when you got a draw, you got certain points, and you got a lot of points, you'd win the pools, and you'd win a million. And and everybody used to get asked, when you win the pools, what would you do when you win all that money? And people used to go, I'll start my own business. And immediately I used to say, you'll be out of business by the end of the year. Because what they don't realize is they think the money is needed to start the business, but it's not. The money is generated by you starting the business, which actually funds the business. And that makes a viable business. But often people that get money say, I'll start my own business. And they just pump all their money into the business and actually don't make any money to keep it going. So eventually it fizzles out and does nothing. So it's about starting with nothing and actually achieving what you really want out of that, that experience. Yeah, it goes back that to say, people struggle f- to experience real freedom and work towards a setting up uh, setting up for a, a free future. That's mm-hmm. really what you're after. People want to be free, but they don't realize how free they need to be. Because the state will control everything you do Um, regardless, because that's the way the system works. It's indoctrinated in that system. You know, the pensions. Everybody's assumed that you'll get a pension from the state. Everybody's assumed that you get a pension from your work. But guess what? If you just want the same as everybody else, keep doing the same as everybody else then. Don't have a side hustle. Don't do anything else with your money.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and and if you choose to do your side hustle and, and invest, then, I mean, these can these can vary obviously across a lot of different sectors. Obviously property is what we talk about predominantly, but it can, it could be any technology. It could vary depending on obviously location and geography. It might be a specialist thing in a certain, uh, another criteria. Um, it might be maybe a, a ethical investments or maybe investments in smaller companies. Uh, some people investments have investments which are uh, much higher charges than others. And, and yeah, they yeah. Always, it's always pays to check them first uh, mm-hmm. and make sure when you're, when you're choosing to invest in a certain area. Absolutely, Yeah. So I think in in the planning stage, I think for most people making regular contributions is the way forward. Uh, And not only does that serve to build up uh, with your investments, uh, it becomes part of your regular budgeting and and, and how you do things and getting into that um, routine, which lowers (laughs) the temptation to simply spend your money. You should reinvest and reinvest like we say, you've got the money coming in from your initial property investment reinvest it in another one and like you say duplicate duplicate and
1: that's discipline discipline yourself and don't take a break from it just keep (laughs) disciplining yourself regardless of how much it hurts you that one extra month or that two extra months that you put money in when you can't really think you can't really afford it (laughs) is your discipline and your consistency which will set you free later on you have to realize that do you know when i was working this weekend uh, things that I was doing. I mean, it was just minute things. but And I know it sounds absolutely ludicrous, but in my mind, every time I did something, I heard the cash register going, cha-ching. <laughs> it's like, yeah. in my mind, every time I did something, I just heard cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. <laughs> it's like, uh, and I don't know what it was. And and, it, and I'm not getting instantly rewarded for that, by the way, what I, what I was doing at that weekend. This will be something that happens in a year of 18 months time.
0: You just know yeah. that that extra time that you're putting yeah. in constantly this is, will, this
1: is will pay off in the long run. Yeah. This is like me putting putting the seeds in the ground as a farmer and actually growing the seed and nurturing the seed and watering the seed over time, and therefore it reaps the reward with the harvest later on. And it's that farmer mentality you've got to do when you're actually implementing this plan and putting it in place for your for eventually for your retirement. But remember, retirement is not about age; it's about money. Mm-hmm so yeah. get out of that mindset thinking when i retire at 65 no you can retire anytime you want the only thing that's stopping you is money yeah and that's when somebody somebody on universal credit goes well i'm retired now <laughs> it's like <laughs> well 95 <laughs> a week's not going to help you much no
0: no but then i was going to i was going to touch on there um what your thoughts on maybe like obviously lump sum contributions possibly your pension or things or you you we spoke earlier about people being able to kick start with investments, maybe they've got um, maybe they've had an inheritance or a windfall, like you say, the lottery and things. That's um, it's, it's usually better to invest wisely straight away when you've got money on a lump yeah, sum yeah, yeah. Uh, rather than to spend it obviously over a period of time. Um, would you say put
1: it in and, and then start? That's with your card. Um, exactly what you're saying. It's 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 taken, it's when you get money, it's yep. what you invest in first and then what you got left to spend.
0: Yeah.
1: And a lot of people actually just put it on instant access accounts and leave it there and they dip into it now and again, oh, fancy a wee day out or a wee holiday or a wee this. And then by the time they get to the end of the next two or three years, they've literally got nothing left.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And and it's not made any money for them at all. Um, It's literally made nothing. But they thought they would leave it aside just in case they needed it. And every single time they saw it as an easy option to actually just spend, 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 spend every single time. And then they started using credit cards. Uh, incidentally somebody actually I was hearing a story um, about someone they were they were moving their credit cards from zero to zero to zero to zero you know how you do that yeah and the banks caught up with them and said actually we're not letting you move this time because we don't think your credit ratings are very good now because you're moving them all the time and Just keep... he's, about to, he's about to go into 36% interest yeah well it's, it's your own fault for getting caught out in that and playing with other yeah. people's yeah. money it's, yeah, this, yeah. Is why, this is why it's important to make sure you're hedged in your financial future. If you were going to do something like that, you should have made sure you at least had the money lying about somewhere else, invested in something else, making money for you somewhere else, so you can do that. That's the classic example of my offset mortgage. Yeah. You know, my offset mortgage. Base rates went up a percent and I went, yippee! <laughs> <laughs> and I went, yippee, because my mortgage rate goes up for my house, but I've got an offset mortgage, and that means more of my debt gets paid down. Because base rates have gone up and my my offset mortgage goes up. But my interest, because I've got an offset against the mortgage, so I've got the full amount offset against it, I pay no interest at all. But they still insist that the interest element actually goes down against the capital completely. So when base rates went up, I went, yippee, I'm making money. Or I'm saving money. Make, yeah. mo- make more money. I would have a deposit account or an investment account, and then I'll wait till the right time comes along, and then I'll invest that money in something else so I can get a higher return. So see how that works. Yeah, make money on the money, on the money, and on the money and the money on the money. You could you could literally just you could literally just recycle the cash and make money on every single time with the same amount of money. That's how you do it. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, also just lastly on this section here you you talked about SIPs earlier uh, Jim and mm-hmm. I mean what's uh, you can make regular lump sum contributions into your SIP that kind of suit your budget and things um, depending on the circumstances uh, and you can stop and start contributions into that as well whenever you want mm-hmm. um, and then obviously you could keep paying into your SIP till obviously I think about up to about 70-75 if you choose to yeah so yeah. do you think is that something that you think I mean
1: personally I've a no i know
0: well i was just going to say let's, let's i'm not a fan just, fan because yeah, i didn't think you were.
1: i i don't want to self-manage my investment in, in terms of my pension i don't yeah, want to yeah. self-manage a lot of people ask to say oh but you can you can lend it to your company and you can lend it back and all the rest of it and i'm like oh i didn't i, didn't want, I don't that is not what i do i've got a fund manager that looks after my pension at standard life and he does it very well, and I pay him 0.75% of my, my, my pension net worth at the end of the year in admin costs. I couldn't care less what happened. You know, that's that. Um, I don't invest in a SIP because I looked at all the charges and I still can't justify the charges involved in having to run a SIP and the time that I have to put aside to in that. Now, some people out there will go, I'm making money on my SIP, I'm doing this, and I'm doing hustles here and hustles there. And then I'll look at them and go, actually you're worth a lot more money doing something else somewhere else doing all that time you I could can get, get, you can. get a, a better return with your time doing this than actually fanning about with your sip. Yeah. And, and and going on to social media and getting loads and loads of likes and dopamine hits from people saying yeah. oh that's fantastic how fantastic are you to hell with that eh? that's yeah. like I've got I've got no interest in having likes for anybody. It's, I'm not remotely interested. In fact, you can put some angry faces because it gets me more traction. <laughs> you get but more yeah. traction with angry faces if anybody wants to do that <laughs> on the emo- emotions on social media. <laughs> they think it's something that everybody else will want to see then. Um, but I, I haven't. I've got I've got no... one. See, when you get beyond that point of actually giving a toss <laughs> about what anybody else thinks, it's like yeah. you just... I, I can't be bored anymore. Why? Why do I, I need to justify anybody? You know, hey, look at me. I'm not bothered. I could go away and hide under the rock for the rest of my life and still be happy. Um, this is just a means to an end about helping other people get to that area. And um, John actually says, when when do you move investments? When's the right time to recycle? Uh, my answer to that is, I don't move my investments, and I don't. I I, I recycle. Yes. I take money made and I reinvest and I build up the wealth because the reinvestment is tax deductible because that's actually repairs improvements on stock um, which actually builds up the wealth of the property itself, keeps the tenant in longer because they want to stay with a landlord that actually looks after them continuously and actually improves the property over a period of time. And that then accumulates the higher value. But I've still got a lot of income coming out every single month, so if I designed to say, I tell you what, I'm not going to keep doing that strategy anymore. Then that money keeps flowing in, and I could take that out if I want. But it's an limited company, so you can actually take it out as dividends. So you're taxed at the the, the rate of 25 on the limited company profits. But then when you take the the, the dividends out, you're taxed at the, the I think it's eight percent or something like that. So overall, it's about. 33%, which is about marginally uh, correct as, as to what you earn in your employment. But then you don't pay employers' contributions on uh, dividends either. Yeah. So that's probably, you're probably saving that as well, employer contributions and employer pensions um, as well, because it's a, it's an investment rather than actually having to have someone employed to do it uh, and, and work for you uh, to earn that uh, investment. So houses are great because houses don't talk back to you. The <laughs> yeah. material, the material fix that you could touch them, you can touch them. They're not like Bitcoin, which is in the atmosphere somewhere. Jesus it's somewhere like, what, what is it today? Oh, it's it's fifteen hundred. It's like, what is it tomorrow? Oh, it's seventeen hundred. Oh, look, my wealth's going up. But your wealth's only going up if you actually materialize it. If you if you if you actually if you actually do it. Um, so I'm not a big fan. I, I'm a big fan of recycling cash. I'm a big fan of putting cash in and reinvesting. And that's exactly what I'm doing with this uh, next project I'm doing with the yeah. 30 properties. But I'm not a big fan of moving investments. Um, yeah. I don't. If it works, boring pays well. Yeah,
0: I mean that that came, that brings us nicely. Yeah. Step seven is monitoring your plan and having um, and and keeping an eye on what you have uh, put in place. And I mean, however you, uh, however or whenever you invest, the more you put in. And the earlier you put it in then the longer time period you have it has to grow and that's all part of your plan Jim when you set out to do property investment was how much you put in how long you let it grow and then then your plan obviously re- reinvest and how you duplicated that over the years to get to where you are just now
1: yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. it is uh, just duplication 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 and when you think you've done enough duplicate again yeah and and then the compounding efforts and the, and the wealth that duplicate as a result of duplicating just keeps going up and up and up
0: yeah and i like if it's maybe if it's, your, if it's your pension that you're thinking about pension providers obviously give you your statements and things to keep an eye on how, how that is uh, moving forward the uh along with obviously what projections and things of what you might get when you retire from your pension so that's keeping track of your plan uh always keep track of your investments and ensure yeah. Yeah. You are reaching your key goals so have these benchmarks and things that you know that you're wanting to be hitting and, and make sure you're you're, you're getting them uh, and, and getting to that point um but do think on the long term uh, and resist the urge to keep chopping and changing and and, and if you found something and it works stick to it and um, as you see Jim all the time stick to your net and if you know how to do something and it's working keep doing that and in most cases uh time in the market is better than the timing of the market or rather trying to time it so even yeah, if the yeah, service yeah. professionals frequently get it wrong um then i mean it does happen to people you do get things wrong but over time um you may well want to transfer maybe to different funds and things if you're doing shares and stocks or if your pension but i mean that's on an individual basis i think and it's different <laughs> for Um so you do run a risk with a change in your appetite for things and it's, i think it's important to stick to something
1: if it works absolutely I agree yeah. uh, long-term market trends changing tax retirement legislation your tax loans your personal situation could all mean it's so you know it's a good idea to adjust how you invest yeah. um, but before switching remember though remember to check if there's any charges and switching any other hidden costs or any factors uh, to factor into your calculations yeah um, you know there's no surprise. Uh, well, for example, the multiple dwellings relief, I'm going to have to pay another 20,000 in tax, okay, yeah. um, just for buying these properties. Um, I never knew I never factored that in, um, but it still makes sense, it still makes it uh, workable for me uh, in terms of what I'm doing. So, uh, it is, is exactly what you said there, Richard. It was a really good phrase there. You said it's not about timing the market, it's the time in the market, the time in the market, than Timing it itself, look at everybody. It's been—it's the richest in their field, or the wealthiest in their field. It's the people that have actually stayed in that field the longest and specialized in it the most. Have actually made the most money, and it's the same with your investment strategies. If you know as a winner, don't deviate and change the—you know—it's like oh, I'm making so much money in this. I tell you what, I'll go do this. Yeah. Like you're going to make the same amount of return. It's this multiple strategies thing that everybody keeps going on about. Multiple strategies, multiple income strategies was a a term developed for people to sell you more courses. Yeah. That's what it was designed to do. When somebody comes, if if a trainer or a guru or a furu, I call it a fake guru, comes out of their mouth and as soon as it comes out of their mouth, multiple income strategies, it's like run for the hills. (laughs) (laughs) Or be very, very cautious. Because multiple income strategies, is not a thing I would say you should be doing if you're just starting out or if you're maybe a short way into your journey. You shouldn't be doing everything to everyone. You should be specializing in what you do really well and be the best at it. That's where all the wealthiest people have actually been created because they've specialized and been the best at that. Yeah, And then take your money, take the money you make out of that and then invest it in your passive investments. You know, I specialise in a state agency. I don't do letting agency now, do I? No. And I've never done that for how many six, seven years. Yeah, about six, seven years yeah. now. You've came of yeah. you. Know, I, I don't have anything to do with letting agency ever again. You know, I don't have anything. You you run all that. i specialise yeah. specialising in being the best estate agent in Scotland because that's what that's where my income's generated. Then I take that income. And I invest it in property as a result, but also take the investment in property I've got and I invest that in property again. And then I take that income as well and invest some of it in my pension because it's linked to the stock market. And then at the same time, everything begins to go up over a period of time. And oh boo-hoo, it's dropped for a wee time. It's like who cares? And five, and, and next year and the year after, it'll probably be different. And it's gone up again. I've no I've not realized it, so it makes no difference to me. Mm-hmm. It's only a paper loss. It's just on paper. So why would I waste any energy about what I've lost? But, because I've not lost anything. I've still got the asset that actually makes the money. Because the rent doesn't go down. The rent's still there. Yeah. Even if the property value goes down, the rent's still coming in. In fact, I would argue that if property value went down, then the, the yield would go up. Because the two yeah, value is a that. lot less yeah. now, so I'm making more. I'm make, yeah. make even more in terms of return. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, Jim. Yeah.
1: So it's not about it's not about the capital appreciation or anything like that. That will happen as a natural byproduct. It's about the income you generate from the investment at that point in time and how you reinvest it later on. That's the key to financial wealth and success in terms of how you do it. In any field, you could take that with anything. You could take that with having a job as a financial controller. Mm-hmm. I have a job as a financial controller and industry. This is what I did. I took my money I made in financial controller. I invested quite a substantial amount in my income every single month. And then what I did and my time as well, I put my time in. That was my investment as well. And then I had what I had left to spend. At one point in time, we literally just lived on £12,000 a year. That was our income for us. All the rest went into investments and property Mm -hmm. when we first started out. And we were both earning So it shows you how much we ploughed in. But that's how you do it, with the time on top of it and also the work that you're putting in for yourself, your time. This is the time you put in. So I've not got the time to do this, I hear people saying. Okay, so I'll show you how to get another one hour a day. And another one hour a day is effectively 365 hours a year. And divide that by a normal working week, which is 37 and a half hours, I can show you how to get another 10 weeks. How would you like another 10 weeks of your salary? Yeah, it would be good eh? if somebody came along and gave you 10 weeks of your salary for doing nothing more than existing. That's all. All you need to do is get up early half an hour, go to your bed early half an hour late and use that hour to be productive in what you want to achieve and what 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 your side hustle is. Spend that hour you get every single day extra and do that. So anybody out there that tells me I've not got time is talking shite. No, <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> it's true, though. It's true, yeah. and, and, and I hear it, and, and I find myself thinking somebody's like, oh, I've not got enough time. There's not enough hours in the day.
1: I've not got enough time. And there is always a scope to create more time. You could have uh, all the time in the world. Yeah. And this myth about you've got to get eight hours a day is rubbish. Yeah. Your body will tell you when you need to sleep. If you're one of the people that gets worried about you getting up in the middle of the night, I actually got up in the middle of the night last night. I got up and I just got up. Don't, don't ride a bit in your bed. Don't go, oh, I'll fall asleep eventually and get upset about it. Get up, have a cup of tea, watch the telly. Don't go on your phone because that's, that's interactive. Just watch the telly. Change the subject in your mind. Go back to your bed in half an hour to an hour time. You'll sleep like a log. you yeah. get better quality sleep than actually writhing about and trying to think oh i can't sleep it's like it doesn't work and that's okay to do that your body works well with that that's natural for you to do that so don't feel that you're not getting the right sleep because this myth about you need to get eight hours sleep or a certain amount of sleep is not true all that probably check out um there's, there's loads diary of a ceo has it all um, you know, that's yeah. probably one of the best channels where you get all the information from people who are successful in the field. Anyway, let's go on to the yeah. final chapter here. Yeah, because we're, we're going to finish up with, on. The,
0: with the final step and uh, step eight of these uh, smart planning is planning for all circumstances is the last one. And as always, expect the unexpected and property investment and lettings and letting some things. We, we're all too aware that uh, you need to prepare yeah. for yeah. the unexpected or at least plan for this to a reasonable extent. Um, so, forced early retirement, or uh, health issues, or family circumstances, or maybe you have to, maybe you have to end up caring for somebody that obviously in your family or somebody you love, and all of these can crop up on you unexpectedly, uh, and they can mean that you might have to reassess what you're actually doing in terms of saving for your retirement, as well as um, when you actually might have to retire so this yeah. is you yeah. need to be aware of this and think of this in terms of your retirement plan you could have it all set out and planned and circumstance could change without your control Um so consider taking out maybe insurances that are relevant to your circumstances and yeah. um, yeah, yeah. that could be maybe like life cover um or maybe income protection Do you know what i mean if you have to if you have to stop working unexpectedly for
1: any reason? So, I'll tell you a classic example of what we did. Um, it was maybe about two or three years back when I was still concerned about negative equity. I'm not anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I was still concerned on certain amount of our, our, our properties um, because we had a really good lending at the credit crunch and then all of a sudden the prices never recovered. But they've recovered now. And I'm okay, I don't need it now. But we took out a 10 year um, on 600,000 because I mm-hmm. thought if anything happened to Elaine, I'm goosed you know, yeah. that 600,000 exposed. So we just took the 10 year out and on a life assurance policy and that's fine. Um, yeah. And that was to de-risk it. And and people go, well, wait a minute, that's it's 100 quid a month, it's 1,200 quid a year. But the, the thing is, it's like, I could be saying I can give 1,200 quid a, a year, but if if I didn't have that 600,000 cover and anything did happen, and Elaine did, you know, it's a, it's a well-known fact. I mean, my friend basically got out of his bed one night and had a massive stroke and the next day they switched the machine off and that was 55 year old. Yeah. It's like he was he was fine. It's like just woke up three o'clock in the morning, couldn't speak, fell at his bed, rushed into hospital, machine off, dead, just like that. So that teaches me is if you want to take that type of risk, go ahead. But I'm certainly not taking that risk. And the 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 price paying for that in order to not take that risk is is far. Is, is far better than actually taking that risk and, and, and throwing caution to the wind. Because that's not a figure I would like to have to pay off in a one up because no. the, the mortgages are in her name. Uh, that's the yeah. reason why. And easily, I could take them out in my name. That's fine. Um, But I, w- I would rather have that in place. Yeah, and that
0: that's smart planning and things as well and preparing for um, things like that's any smart. circumstances that could come up. Yeah, People might also... People might also want to maybe assist family members and things during their retirement. And this is one that we spoke about. For example, property prices are high and many people are choosing to help their children and their grandchildren with buying a property. So obviously maybe helping them put deposits down and things. Yeah. That's something yeah. that happens a lot now, uh, more than it did previously. So that's something to factor in possibly you might need to do. Um ensure that you have an up-to-date will. Um, and this will make life easier for you and, and your family and things. Uh, if the worst does happen, like you say, Jim, You're just talking about obviously planning ahead if anything was to
1: happen. And it also leaves you. Just before you jump on that, good news ahead because you did stimulate my discussion here in my mind. Is is what your property prices go up in the flats now? Because the Skipton Building Site has brought you a hundred percent mortgage for renters. So what do you think that's going to do? That's going to inject more money into the system and renters are going to buy the properties they're possibly in. And that tends to be the properties like I've got right now. So could you imagine how that's going to push that market up and actually cause a wee mini boom in that sort of price point? Uh, And that tends to be in round about the, up to the 100,000 mark. So if your property is up to 100,000, then you could see good appreciation over the next couple of years while these mortgages are more and more introduced because Skipton's testing the water right now. And if it works well for them, then the banks will come out and start selling these products as well. Because at the end of the day, banks don't care. They just want to sell your product. Literally, the bank is your landlord. That's what that's what happens yeah. when you get a mortgage. The bank is your landlord. All you're doing is paying a wee yeah. bit of capital, and they're giving you an option to buy later on. Because you really don't own the house right now. It's actually the bank that owns it. Because you've got the mortgage on it. They've got the mortgage on it, and you've got security on it as well. So anyway, yeah. that, that digresses. But I'm just, you know, I, I just no, thought no. I'd that in there.
0: But yeah but if you've got but i was just going to say if you've got substantial assets like property and things then inheritance tax will uh, be an issue so you need to think about that as well but the more you plan your legacy and things and the sooner you do it the less your yep. beneficiaries which obviously yeah. are in your will and things are likely to have to pay uh, so yep. that's something to think yeah. about as well and then inheritance tax most pensions are exempt from inheritance tax uh, if you're able to pass on any remaining pension funds that you've got and uh, you can do that via your will um, instead, you'll need to arrange this with your pension provider uh, by uh, obviously completing uh, an expressions of wish um, uh, within your will to, to um, pass that along. If you're fortunate enough to have any left when you do finally go from your retirement fund. Yeah, and that yeah. and that brings us to the end of the, the eight steps, Jim. Yeah, absolutely thank
1: goodness for that eh? <laughs> who would have thought who would have thought retiring and re- planning for your future was so exciting but that I'll tell you good. what it is I, and, and I feel sorry for the people that have actually missed all this uh, the folk that have hung on to the end have gone holy shit that's, yeah. that's something I've learned I'll tell you what and I'll mm-hmm. probably start investing now and probably putting aside for my pension in drips and drabs and I'll and I'll see the benefits later on and they years to come Maybe one or two people, because it's very rare. Remember, there's a 95% and there's a 5%. So you'll probably, 5% of the audience listening and tuning into this, will probably get some benefit of this right now. And the 95% will not hear, will not have heard a thing that we've said. It'll, yes. None of it will have computed. And that's fine. You can go back and go to your normal day-to-day stuff and just get on with it. At the end of the day, why like my mentor used to say, somebody's got to wash my car. Yeah. But yeah, yeah,
0: no, that's good. And and I I did notice there's a few people that have hung on for the duration of that. So uh, you are in that small percentage and I hope you've learned something today. And thanks for watching. You can catch us on the reruns and you could also, of course, catch us next Monday at 12.30 on the Wealth Creation Show as usual. And uh, that's us, Jim. Thanks everybody. I'm gonna end there um, for this. Um, Gary's takeaway will be regarding the kids' pensions.
1: Yeah, kids definitely. Pensions oh my God, do it now, because I'll tell you what, it'll be a huge difference to your kids from later on. They will they will not realise the impact of this, but later on, they'll look back. Even when yeah, you're yeah. gone, they'll look back and think, wow, my dad did this for me um, and, and made sure I was financially able to retire early or earlier than what the government thought as well. And, and plus the fact is then your children will learn to do it for your grandchildren. And see how that works, and the grandchildren (laughs) learn to do it for their great grandchildren, and all the rest of it. And then the family has now established a a a thing, Uh, you know, a a pattern, a a habit within the family culture that they all invest for their children's future, and they all invest a small proportion in their children's future, rather than just blowing it all and just enjoying and throwing caution to the wind, Uh, which is what ninety-five percent of the population actually do yeah
0: but that's good gary if you're going to implement that then you could be the start of that trend in your family unit so yeah there's something you've learned today
1: so. right, but for god's sake do it then they just tell <laughs> do you, it do yeah it. get on the phone the day on a <laughs> pension, pension provider and say look i want to take out pensions for my children they want the lowest admin fee this is the equity fund i want to invest in and and just do something rather than nothing because you're getting money back every from the government every time you put it back everything yeah. you put something in up to the up to the lower rate up to the basic rate allowance which is up to two thousand eight hundred eighty, and then they top it up to three thousand six hundred, or yeah. if you put in, unless they top up the extra. Anyway, that's it. Bye yeah. bye from us.
0: Thanks. And I'm going to put
1: a couple of questions for TikTok, and we will just tune off and hear the now. Okay. Thanks. Bye.